podcasting from Chico, California, tucked in between some of Northern California's best freshwater fisheries. This is the Barbless Podcast, a podcast about NorCal fly fishing, guiding, fisheries management, and sustainability. If you have ideas or any questions for the show, leave the guys a voice message on the Barbless Podcast hotline, area code 530-636-2523. Also check out http colon slash slash podcast.barbless.co, where you can download past episodes and show notes. Be sure to follow them on Instagram at barbless.co and connect with them on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash barbless.co. Here's your hosts, Chad Alderson and Nick Hanna. Fish on. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Barbless Fly Fishing Podcast. I'm your co-host, Chad Alderson. I got Nick Hanna uh, with me. We're doing a special one because we got somebody from up north, way up north, from British Columbia. Um, so we are doing a remote interview from our desks this this time, so the audio might not be what you guys are used to. Uh, we got people calling in from Skype, um, but we're going to get through this because we uh, really wanted to talk to Kate Watson. She's she's one of our guests tonight. Welcome to the show, Kate. Thanks for having me. This is, yeah, this will be great. Yeah, Way up north, literally freezing her toes off. Yeah, yeah. we're going to get to that in a second. <laughs> I want to get through the, in, through the introductions first. Uh, we also have Kayla Katayama with us. Kayla, hey, what's going on? Hey, thank you guys for having me back. No problem. So uh, let me get through the intros, and then we'll we'll get into. Uh, I want to know where you guys have been fishing, and I know uh, Kate, you got a story about your feet. <laughs> so, so Kate is a. <laughs> I do. A, Kate, Kate's a conservationist, a, gu- a fly fishing guide, uh, fly casting instructor, and competition caster. Uh, she grew up, as she puts it, barefoot and wild in a hunting lodge in north northern British Columbia. She's a fly fishing guide for Northern Outback Adventures in BC. No wonder your toes are falling off. You, you, yeah. You're walking around That's barefoot. Right. Yeah. So I'm a barefoot. And we got Kayla. <laughs> Kayla's a home, hometown Butte County gal. She guides for uh, in the Lower Sack and the Feather River. Uh, in addition to guiding independently uh, through her waters fly fishing, she also guides out of the Fish First Fly Shop here in Chico, California. Um, she was our first, our very, very first uh, guest on, on the podcast. So, Many, many podcasts later. Welcome back, Kayla. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So, okay. So the first question we always ask, as everybody knows by now that's been listening, is where you guys been fishing? Because <laughs> I know you have been fishing. So, Kate, what Who about you? Start? Yeah, go ahead, Kate. Um, <laughs> okay, I'll tell my foot story or my toes story. All right. Uh, yeah. Yes, or let's see. Years ago now, we went ice fishing, and it was minus 20 Celsius, and we left at uh, 3 in the morning and, and drove out as far as we could, and then we had to sled in with snow snowmobiles. And we get to this lake, and we're about, like, I don't know, 30 seconds in the lake, and all of a sudden the snow starts to sink, and water starting to rise up, and it's like, oh, shit, like, we're sinking. But uh, luckily, it was just that there was just so much snowpack this year. We've got like five feet in 48 hours. And uh, so there's like a foot and a half of water under the snowpack and then and like two feet of ice. So yeah. we just kept digging out the 
the snowmobiles just constantly all day. But we got into some huge lakers and some <laughs> some char and that's cool. yeah. It was and then so end of the day though. So this is like constant um, in the water, in the water, and change my socks as many times as I could. And then uh, and then end of the day, trying to snowmobile back out, and it was like eight o'clock at night by this point. And then uh, I had to, both of us, actually, a friend and I that went, we had to cut our boots off because um, we just couldn't get them off. So we both of us cut our cut them off and I had socks and he didn't. So he drove home barefoot. And, oh, my gosh. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. That's brutal. It was so, awful. And then, and then my toes how, are still black. So. When you say you got into some big bruiser char, like how big are we talking about? I think the biggest one of the day was, well, I was pushing 20, 21, 22. Pounds, but, uh, yeah, pounds. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, that's a California. Awesome. That, that's just some clarification for us in California. Yeah. <laughs> Holy <laughs> smoke! Well, so, what's that tape at? At oh god, I we you know we didn't measure them, but he was a uh, few of them like there were like inches. they were skinny but long. Yeah, probably about that. Yeah. yeah. Holy cow! Yeah, so you so you guys took all our snow. We don't have any snow in California. That's it's all up no. there. No, oh, you know we needed like we desperately needed the snowpack because we we haven't had any snow the last few years. Like I mean, any we've had a few feet, but yeah, but uh, yeah, this year we desperately needed it. But but it's time to go now. We're done. So you got um you ended up getting frostbite, correct? Yeah, I spent the whole morning yesterday in emergency. I let it go the night and I thought, you know, I'll wake up, see how it goes. And my toes were still black. So then I was like, mm, maybe I'll go get this checked out. <laughs> then, uh, yeah, for sure. So but they were, they were, because you got all so, that fish. Just so I'm clear, Kate, <laughs> yeah. they were black and you went to sleep like that? I did. I, <laughs> <laughs> you, get, you guys get nasty up there in BC. That's it's pretty, remote. That's pretty it's, nutty. Uh, that is what you call hardcore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're gray now, so that's a plus. Man. Do you guys have Cabela's up there? Haven't you ever heard of those battery-operated socks that like keep your keep your I, feet warm? So funny because I just found out about those like two weeks ago, and I was like, I always have cold feet, and I was like, How have I never known about these socks? Like that would be. <laughs> If I could be, you know, sponsored by anything, it would be battery-operated socks. That would they be work, my. They work too. well. They work really well. <laughs> I need yeah. to. Yeah, I want to. Maybe after this, I'll have to buy a pair. <laughs> and you said, and you said it was how many Celsius? Uh, it was negative twenty Celsius. So, so I'm what trying is to think that? What that is in Fahrenheit. Yeah, what is that for for idiots? Is that? <laughs> what what is, what is um, it? Anyone? Ask Siri. Oh, it's, yeah, Syria. Yeah. Alexa. It's, it's just cold. It, I mean, I, I get it's a little cold. wimpy when I'm up in Truckee and, you know, 15 degrees. <laughs> I think I would pretty much explode up there. Anyway, um, so, Kayla, I know you've what? been fishing. Where have you been fishing? You know, nothing really as exciting as... Uh, my, my toes nearly, uh, freezing off <laughs> like Kate. Um, I, you know, it's my last semester back at Chico state. So I've just been, been a, a student every day, just really, uh, you know, getting that taken care of and done. Uh, but no, I've been, I've been getting out on the feather river and, you know, the lower sack here and there. And 
I'm starting to book some some dates, some trips for March and April, and I'm really excited about this upcoming spring and summer. I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, I'm going to the OP next month, so nice. I'm really, really looking forward to that. That'll yeah. be sweet. Very cool. Oh, yeah, totally. So let's um let, now that we've kind of got through the the formalities i wanted to you know why why did we bring you two on the show so we uh i i was i think kayla you you reached out to us about this mm-hmm. article that kate had had written um, yes and this was a, a article that she had written on her blog um in let's see i guess middle of december of 2017 so it was like 12 12 yeah. uh, 17 and it's yeah, called yeah. And it was called Insta Perversion, right? Yeah. So I go to the, I, I read the article and I'm like, oh, yeah, she's definitely onto something here. Um, <laughs> can you kind of break down, like, what prompted you to write the article? What's the subject matter, matter like? Um, what's going on in the, in the industry? Yeah, well, I think it was just a, you know, a combination of things. I've been wanting to write this and I've been trying to write this for like the last, you know, probably six months now. And well, maybe it was five months. And uh, I kept writing and then deleting and revising and editing because it's such a contentious subject. And I didn't want to, you know, throw my name under the bus or didn't want to come off as, you know, scrutinizing women in the sport because that's all I'm about is teaching, you know, all these women's workshops and everything. But there was that New York Times article that came out about how uh, fly fishing targets women as a source source of, growth or, or something it was called and uh you know they hit some key points in there but i was kind of offended and kind of upset that they had a couple things saying that all of a sudden that women are the fastest growing demographics and that they were kind of saying that women are just finding this sport and it's like well you know it's kind of it's totally false because women have been right. here forever there's been some right right you know crazy influential ladies you've got like joan joan wolf Totally, Lorianne Murphy, um, Amy yeah. Hazel, you got yeah, NBC, exactly. but a bunch of ladies, Denise Maxwell, Kathy Reddick, you know, April Vokey, she's been around for... Yeah. Yeah, and then so I think I just kind of, I wrote it, I, I just kept seeing this huge jump all of a sudden the last, what do you think, last year, two years of just all these fly girl Instagram accounts that just kept popping up and, you know, promoting... <laughs> bad tying and bad casting and really unsafe and bad fish handling practices. And, uh, yeah, yeah I just typed it up and I hit post and <laughs> cross my fingers. Yeah. So what, yeah, I mean, uh, what was, so what happened? Yeah. Yeah. What was your response? Sorry, one more what was your response? What happened? It was, oh God. It went like viral. And in one sense is, uh, all these ladies that some ladies I'd never even met, uh, and some of them who I really admire and look up to started emailing me and saying that I hit the nail on the head and and that uh, that they're seeing it as well and they're so frustrated. And other ladies came back saying that they've always wanted to say this, but they're too afraid and they're standing to say something kind of controversial. Uh, um, lots of men actually emailed saying, you know, thanks and that that yeah, they do want a good role model for their daughters or wives or girlfriends or, or whatnot and. Uh, that's really yeah, awesome. it was really it was overwhelmingly positive. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah my, I didn't actually. My my takeaway from the article was that y- there's 
you and others that have been around in the industry, you you guys, you two and others that have been around in the industry, um, on from the the female perspective, kind of felt mm-hmm. slighted in a way that there's kind of yeah. new, new people coming up that may have a better understanding of how to use social media and are therefore yeah. getting more traction and more recognition for say a skill set that's substandard to a lot of the gals that you looked up to coming up in the sport and now you're you you guys are you know yeah exactly. and like yeah. What, what i just think is so crazy about social media and i think you know kate you know you definitely touched on this uh in in one of your articles is that when when you look at an individual or an organization that has a lot of followers per se you know they they mm-hmm. you know they automatically have a bigger audience therefore they have a bigger voice and you're looking at some of the things that people are posting and putting out on social media and you know you would think you just kind of assume with a big follower base that you know this individual really knows their shit they really know what they're talking about in terms of you know fly fishing and and what they're doing and promoting and um it's just crazy to think that in reality you know i mean even though they have a lot of followers you know they they're promoting like kate was just saying like bad you know bad dressed flies and their casting isn't on par and it's just it's crazy because you can totally create an image or portray something or someone that you're totally not and it, it takes away from the others that you know, really do put their time in and they really do know their stuff. And, um, yeah, no, it's, there's, there's that gap. And I think that's, that's an issue as well for, for women and men. Yeah. Um, so what do you think, I mean, why, why do you think the brands are doing it? Cause I, like, I think in the article you said there's, you know, there's, there's folks that are getting, you know, am, how do you say it? Ambassadorships. Ambassadors. Yeah. Yeah. That that, that may not actually. And she said it. She said it in her article about you know sex selling. I mean, it's that's it happens, you know, and and people are taking it taking advantage of that for sure. Absolutely. Um, And I think people are just the all these new kind of fly girl accounts are looking at this. They're going into this industry or this sport more fiscally minded. Going into it like, what pro staffs can I get onto? What ambassadors can I get onto? Versus you know, I love this sport, I'm going to dedicate my life to this sport, or I, you know, I want to, you know, try to do better, and I want to be a better angler and better conservationist, and, and all these, and they're just going in for the wrong reasons, or Absolutely. it's like a pro-staff obsession right now. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, exactly, the the likes, the free gear, it's, it's you know, yeah. going into it for all of the wrong reasons, and you know, I'm going to I'm going to quote you on this, Kate. You said, you know, it's like we've retrogressed uh, within the industry um, from the past years. And we're we're pretty much teaching or not. We are. But the industry is saying that beauty will trump s- skill set. And yeah. it's, that's that's scary to think about and, and to see Um because, you know, it's we we certainly don't want that to be the case. But here it is. It's happening. And so my question for you is, you know, what do you think we all can do? Um, what, what, would, what would you like to see, you know, companies in, within the industry doing to to promote things in a healthy, you know, right way? Yeah, well, I think um, 
you know, there's lots of things we as women can do. Like if we, if we don't feel like we're good enough or able to represent, I mean, we can always turn down opportunities. I know it's sometimes hard to turn down opportunities, but we are able to turn them down. Um, I think for companies though, is, you know, being on a pro staff team meant that you stood out from hundreds of different anglers and that you were, you know, either a really good tire or caster or, you know, instructor or what, whatever. But, uh, I think companies are just, you know, need to step back and just kind of slow down handing out all these pro staffs and all these statuses. Because when you've got somebody that's a brand new novice angler who's trying to get onto a pro staff team with somebody that's been, you know, a guide for 15, 20 years, it's almost insulting. Like, I don't know for that guide. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, from a brand perspective, if if you're not cognizant about, I mean, you're not pulling the wool over folks' eyes that that you're in your market, you know, that that are going to actually yeah. buy stuff from you, they're going to know how yeah. that you're you're basically some of these folks that you're you're bringing on staff might be just shills and not really, you know, like you guys say, have the street cred. Um, they need, they need to basically be aware that everyone in the industry is aware of what they're doing, and hopefully. Totally you know, the market will kind of keep the checks and balances in place for, you know, who they decide to bring on. If you break down, if you break down the science of all this, uh, Kayla, you you said something about likes and getting likes, likes, and and it's, it's proven, it's science, scientifically proven that a like, it's like a dopamine high. It instantly Mm -hmm. makes you feel better getting that. And there's people that are at Google that have left Google because they feel that that's just, it's irresponsible, right? It's just not right to do that to society. And that's, and that's what it's like breaking down to, you know, it's, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, and I think that's what I saw as well, is that there's just this, you know, there's that obsession to be insta famous or an insta hero or whatever you want to call it. But then all of a sudden there's this obsession to be like this, the fly girl on Instagram or, or guy too. Cause you know, there's a lot of guys doing it as well. I was just going to oh, say, I, I would not, I would not be mad I, if I woke up tomorrow and had another thousand followers. I, I, that would not bother <laughs> yeah. me. Right. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I think, yeah. I think humans are humans and, and Nick's point about the dopamine is, is right. I think you're not going to change the yeah. behavior of the individual that's using the, the social media account. But what yeah. I think where it needs to be pleased is at the brand level. And, and the rep and the reps that yeah. that rep these brands and and decide who they're going to hand these right. ambassadors yeah. out to, you know. Right. No, that's that's a great point. And I also liked, you know, going back to what you just said, Kate, about you know just having that responsibility as you know an angler, someone in the industry, you know, on an individual level to be humble and know where you are in terms of your skills and, yeah. and just having you know that that attitude of saying of just humility and and going it's you know it's Mm -hmm. okay to turn down opportunities if you're not there yet um you know because we're we're all getting over some type of learning curve and fly fishing some of us are great tires great casters neither or and we're just fishy people um there's there's something for everything in fly fishing and and i think you know you you pretty much made a very excellent point that it it there's a lot of individual responsibility that is being neglected as well. And, you know, Chad, you're coming from, 
the uh, company perspective. And I think it's, there's, there's a balance, there's a fine line. And so I think working, working that out is, is going to be interesting because, you know, going from what Nick is saying, it's like, yeah, we, we all want to have followers and we want to post cool pictures and we all want to look good. I mean, who doesn't, but at the same time, it's like, at what cost, you know, you have to think about the bigger picture and what your message, you know, what you're portraying because some people have bigger voices than others. And so I think the people that, that know they have a bigger voice, you know, you, you just have to be careful about the messages you're sending out. So, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and I totally get that it's exciting to be, you know, to be asked to be on a pro team and it's exciting to be, you know, flattered to be, you know, for a a good company or a cool company or even a small company just starting up. It's, it is exciting. And I totally get that. And I mean, I accepted a lot of them right away too, because it's like, oh my goodness, like this person wants me. Okay. But now, you know, as you're growing through the industry, as you're going through the industry, it's uh, learning who to say no to. And, and it's okay to say no. I'm yeah. hearing so often now that so many people, um, girls is what I'm hearing lots of though, is that they're asking and they're asking, hey, can I be on your pro staff? Hey, can I be on your team? Hey, I want to be on Sims. Can you get me onto Sims? And, uh, you know, they, they don't have, I think Sims, you have to have, you have to make 75% of your annual annual uh, income uh, through guiding or something like that. You have to be on the water 200 days or oh, whatnot. Yeah, but yeah, uh, sure. yeah, and some of these people aren't and they're just asking. And uh, I mean, and there's definitely, you know, early bird gets the worm and, and what have you. But yeah, uh, yeah I really think, I think it's just the self. Yeah, I really think yeah, go ahead. that. Um, you know, there, there, there's two ways to kind of gate this and make sure it doesn't get out of control. One is obviously the brands need to have some integrity in, in who they bring on this on staff. Um, on, on the other That's side, it. the individuals, the consumer, the people that are buying their products need to hold them accountable and call them out when they, when they see an overt kind of use of, of, you know, a, a, let's say a celebrity sort of a profile that happens mm-hmm. to just, you know, have a fly rod in their hand, but they don't know, you know, fuck all of how to use it. Exactly. Or between their legs. Like, <laughs> how many pictures do you see that? It's, well, it's it, you just kind of made me, you made me think about something. The fly fishing market grew by 60% after a river runs through it came yeah. out, right? You got Brad Pitt throwing a fly rod, you know, and, and, and instantly fly fishing was like the most popular thing to, to be doing. It makes me yeah. wonder if Hollywood's going to do something you know, like oh, that, yeah, ag- like girl. that again. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Oh. I, I honestly, you know, I, I love to see new accounts pop up and, and people, you know, get genuinely excited about catching, catching trout through, through fly, through fly angling. So I'm not, you know, I, I don't want that to stop, but I just, oh no, yeah. yeah, it's the brands that it, it's got to, the gatekeepers got to be the brands and the consumer, you know, working as a, kind of a natural check and balance against the brand. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And then, and just to reiterate that is, uh, you know, I'm not, I, in this article, I didn't want to naysay the learning curve because I was there. I'm still there. You know, you're learning every day. That's you the best thing about a new person on the water. They teach yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned that I got to get better boots. Like, Every day <laughs> you learn something. <laughs> like dry socks. But and I don't want to 
Totally. And more socks. I don't want to naysay that learning curve and, and all these new companies, because some of these new companies are super cool, right? They're coming out with some really cool product and they're trying to improve products. And that's awesome. But exactly what you say there is just for companies to keep in check who they're asking to come on board with them. You know, why do they want to ask a person that's been angling for, you know, three months? Because when I look at that and I see that online, I think, hmm, is that does that company really know what they're doing if they're asking a brand new angler? Yeah, and right. You know, the yeah. other the other thing is, you know, let, let's say you have an ang- you know, a, 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 an ambassador that you're considering bringing on, and that the, this gal's got say twenty thousand followers. You also yeah. have to, from a brand perspective, look at the quality of those those twenty thousand followers. You know, okay, are those exactly. are they actually following for my my gear? Am I actually going to be able to convert them into a paying customer, or is this really yeah. just somebody that wants hot chicks in their in their feed? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Exactly, yeah. I agree with that one hundred percent. Um, Kate, I have a question for you in, in your second article, uh, on your blog where you pretty much just wrote about the responses that you got, uh, to your first one, you mentioned that, you know, you were shocked. No one contacted you, um, regarding, you know, any opposition, um, you know, or, or arguing against your first post. And so I want to know, like, what do you think that means? Um, They're scared. Well, yeah, but like, you know, it's like you, you said what everyone else is saying, but I, you know, I'm curious, like why no one argued against that or or came to defending themselves or anything like that? Um, what, what do you think about that? Yeah. You know, I was curious about that too, because I thought for sure I would get, get, uh, some hate out of that, but, uh, no, I don't think I got a single, a single response that anyone disagreed. It was everyone. It was almost like a sense of relief for a lot of anglers, men and female. They were all saying like, you know, thank you for saying this needed to be said and that they're sick of it too. And I think, I think maybe that's why is that there's just this overwhelmingly sense of, you know, we're just sick of it. We're sick of the, the falsities and we're sick of just this kind of fake profiles. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Nick and I talked about it a lot um you know just on heading to the river or doing whatever and just talking about this kind of like there's the thing that you called out basically but we knew that we couldn't bring it up as a topic on the on the podcast <laughs> because we're guys you know and we're going to come off like yeah. you know arrogant you know ass pig head pig headed yeah. douchebags yeah. well that's what i was going to say is yeah, like I, I don't want to sound like a pig head but i i i've said it a million times if i had if i had a chest, you know, or tits that, you know, I've had, I've had a lot more followers and likes and I don't mean to yeah. say that to sound like, to sound like a douche. I've got a, you, you probably, a you probably have Italian, to too. amazing Italian mother and <laughs> sister that I, I think I've raised me pretty well, but, but uh, seriously, it's the, it's just the way it is. You know, Chad and I have talked yeah, about that a lot and that. we've considered like using it as, you know, like, yeah, that's, that's, should we use that as, um, marketing or anything? And it it gets squashed every time because it's just not who we are. Yeah. 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 No, I totally agree with that. I think, you know, women, I think I wrote that in my, my first article there is that women have had it tough, you know, for a few centuries, but at the same time, we're also, we're given a lot of liberties, um, in the sexualization part. Like we're, 
you know, feminist or not feminist or however you believe that is right. we are given a lot of liberties in that. And people do For see sure. women as, you know, better at selling products and better at selling products for sex really or for their sex. And uh, so I know I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been my, um, it's been interesting to me because it's, it's really close to home for me because my, my wife just started an Instagram, a new Instagram account that's just fly fishing stuff. Right. (laughs) No, listen. So it, so she's not trying to become an ambassador or anything like that. She's literally just, you know, this is something she's she really like enjoys doing, and she but she wanted to keep it separate from her normal account because a lot right, of her friends right. don't fly fish and they don't yep. want to see fish pictures yeah. all the time. <laughs> so like she started this account, I think it, about two weeks ago, and she's got like 540 followers right. already, and you know she knows how to That's use social crazy. media. But I mean, it's just, it's crazy how she picks up, you know, 10, 15, 20, 20 followers a day. So it's, I can see from a brand perspective, just how, how enticing those kinds of accounts would be to bring on. But again, and she would tell you, she just, you know, she's just starting out and there's no way she would come on and represent herself as an authority on anything fly fishing right now, you know? And, um, you know, going, going off of that, you know, Kate, do, do you ever feel like there's a pressure, you know, as, as a female guide in the industry to like, look, look a certain way on or off the water? I mean, I know in the past you mentioned, you know, you've, you've definitely fished or guided, you know, women in the past that are literally outfit changing on the river <laughs> as you're fishing. And it's, just like, you know, there's, there's something going on here. So, um, you know, talk to us about that. Like, what what do you think about the pressures of, you know, being a woman in the industry? Yeah, you know, it, uh, you know, as we, we mentioned earlier, like there, there are benefits and I'm, of course there's benefits, but at the same time, there's a lot of setbacks. And um, let's see, there was a few things there. So let me think how I'm going to phrase this. But when I've taken, when I'm guiding, it's really interesting taking out a, cu- I love taking out couples and usually the man the man is it's typically the husband who's the fly fisher that wants to bring their wife and that's right. typical of who I bring out and wow. yes. the husband wants to do his own thing and you know he knows everything he wants to do this he wants to do that he wants to <laughs> tell me where the fish are he wants to tell yeah. me even though he's never been to BC or Canada he wants to tell me how to do it and so you know at some point I just let him do his thing and I just focus right. on her and we start catching fish and, you know, she's getting pretty excited and he's getting frustrated and he starts to clue in after a little while. And, um, well, that's not all men, but (laughs) just, I've seen it time and time again, but then, but then with the outfit changes with some of the girls is just, you know, girls that I've seen online and passing through or somehow we've met up or just, you know, being in the right place, right time and go fishing. And, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what entices them to do it. I guess just wanting to have the followers thing or the likes or, yeah. you know, they're fishing and all of a sudden they're changing their hat right beside me to get another picture of the same fish and maybe moving the fish a little bit, different angle, you know, trying to get a different background in it. And it's this like, sounds like Chad. Know, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, what's, what's crazy about that is, is what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it seem like they are fishing more than they really are, you know, different yeah. outfit. You would think it's a different day, different fish, but in reality, 
it's just like here let's just recycle this same fish and <laughs> that could be that could be wow. fish handling which is wow. obviously not a good thing and i mean i just think that's so ridiculous that's <laughs> yeah yeah, that's that's crazy. I think that's going to be weeded out naturally and organically because, uh, it, for example, like when you look at just a random profile, not even anybody, you know, not even a fly fisherman, but like, for example, a girl and it's just her face every single shot <laughs> all the way down <laughs> like the list. And, and like if you start to see that within the fly fishing, you're going to kind of be like, well, you know, and then you're going to move on and, and find somebody that really is doing a cool job and, and catching fish and, and doing, you know, concert, you know, conservation work or whatever it may be. Um, I don't know. I think that that stuff will naturally weed itself out. Hopefully. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, that's, oh, go ahead. I, I think they have a place, but I don't think they have a place on an ambassador, you know, as a brand ambassador. <laughs> And that yeah. place being to convert bait guys to fly fly angling. You're <laughs> 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 totally the, right, though, is that we're not saying that they don't have a place because, you know, if they love fishing, that's awesome. More people that love fishing, you know, the world's going to be a better place. But right. at the same time, you're exactly right, is that I don't think their place is to represent a huge society or a huge representation of all these anglers on being on an ambassador or being in a pro staff. Yeah. And, and just to think about what that message message sends, you know, other women or people in the industry, it's like, okay, now I have to go fly fishing, but I have to look sexy while I'm doing it in order to, to, to go somewhere, you know, in the industry or, or yeah, get that, that, that. That's a, you know, that's a huge that's, point. That's a yeah. huge point because I just literally throw, I grab whatever I can find in the, my closet and I go. Exactly. <laughs> whatever's, whatever's yeah. comfortable. <laughs> Uthren, yeah. son of Uthren, is that, does that include your axe? <laughs> <laughs> no, your that, Viking axe? Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have You're five, <laughs> I have like six or seven black long sleeve shirts and that's all I ever wear. And so every he picture got that I from have, Einstein. every picture Keeping I have, it it's, I'm always in black long sleeves, summer or or winter. That's but awesome. That's your but thing. But it's got to be like a lot of you know, it's it's just it's a thing in the back of their minds that they now they oh do I have to look good on the water now because these mm-hmm. these gals are doing you know what I mean so that that's not cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, and like yeah. for me, you know, I'm this is you know my second year of guiding, and I mean I've I've been you know, fishing my entire life, but I'm, I'm just now, you know, starting to dip my toes into, you know, into guiding and I'm meeting so many great people, but it's like at the beginning, it it was really overwhelming, you know, exactly what Kate was talking about with everything you're seeing on social media. And it's like, is this really what it's about? And, and it, you know, it's like for a little bit there, I had to back up and just tell myself like, I, I, I love fishing. You know, that's, that's why I'm out there. That's why I go out there and I, I love teaching. That's why I love guiding. And I just had to stick with that and tell myself like it, I don't care what I look like when I'm out there. I don't, I don't have to prove, you know, myself to anybody, you know, why I'm out there. And cause I get that a lot too, you know, as a young, you know, female guide, it's like, <laughs> 
yeah. people are, it's like, you can row, <laughs> you can, you yeah. can fish, you can teach people. It's, you know, so I, I get that a lot and it, it was frustrating at first. Um, but you know, I, I really did have to step back and, and reevaluate and, and think about why I was out there in the first place, because it's, you know, you, you do, you can't help but feel that pressure as, as a young female, I think in just about anything you do, you know, it's, I mean, sex sells, you know, for, for marketing and it affects all of us young, young women. Um, and now it's, it's been affecting the, the fly fishing industry, as you guys were saying for the past several years. And so it's, it's just, it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, cause it sounds like everybody agrees that, that this is out of control, you know, how things are going to shift, um, you know, and ultimately play out in the future. It's going to change things rapidly. And, and it has, it, you, made, you made me think about something, um, I, I mean, I've been fishing all my life as a kid and before social media, <laughs> when you look at some of these pictures, like the old port, you know, click, <laughs> like click snap pictures that we used to take, like back in the day, um, I look totally. terrible. I look oh, absolutely God. terrible. Like, my, <laughs> like I, <laughs> it just, it, it's changed. Social media has yeah. changed everything so yeah. fast and, and it's going to, it's going to change technology. It's going to change it, and fly fishing, you know, well, and all these people are going to start working together and seeing all these different things happening. And it's going to, everything's going to go quick. Like things are going to happen yeah. so much faster than it did when I was growing up. I think, yeah. you know, well, I, I, I think you're um, totally right on that. I think that, you know, the reason we're seeing a lot of, of brands and a lot of amba new ambassadors that you, I think, Kate, you would say are wet behind the ears is that, <laughs> you know, social media has kind of reduced the friction in terms of doing one, getting self-promotion. So back in yep. the day, yeah. like if you were an ambassador back in the day, it meant that you got recognized by someone in a magazine or someone on a fly fishing video or something. A rep or a out. owner, business owner, yeah, fly yeah, shop that's owner. that's how you got into the public yep. conscience through these kind of like old school, you know, media delivery channels, right? But right. now mm -hmm. that those channels are the internet and the platforms are Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and blah, 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 blah. And literally the democrat yeah. the, they've been democratized in, in a sense. So the barrier to entry... Yeah to put yourself out there is very low and the, and the ability for brands to discover people that are getting some traction from, from say a, a an attention perspective is quite easy to identify those people. So that's what's happening like at a high level. Um, but again, I, I keep going back to, it's gotta be pleased by the consumer and the brand, you know, there's the, the brand, they've got a, a huge responsibility to make sure that whoever they come in, they vet and they vet properly, knowing that their consumer is ultimately going to hold them accountable. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, and I think you know the bulk of the industry, you know, like the the old brands, right? You got your Sims, Orvis, Patagonia, Reddington. Like the bulk of the industry, they they see through it, and yeah. I mean, thankfully oh, they completely. do. And completely. you read these comments that are all about, uh, you know, how she's you know, the girl online, how she's dream material and wife material. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like all these comments and how amazing the cast is. But, you know, if it's a spay cast, say, and it's like, well, you know, the line never touched the water at once. Like, you know, it's 
pretty impressive to do a D loop without ever touching the water. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> like, and they're like talking about how beautiful the casts are, but I think that's exactly it. I think companies, they see, most of them see through it. And I really hope that some of these smaller companies now start to see through it. And I, I think they're doing it and I totally get it. They're doing it to get traction and they're, they're asking yeah. all these beginning anglers and they're asking all these people with high followers to be on their teams to get their name out there. And I totally get it. But right. what happens when their name gets big and they've got all these, you know, still novice anglers? Like, what does right. that prove about their brand or what is that? How does yeah, that represent I, their brand? I, I don't think that they, I think those are mutually exclusive things though. I don't think you can get big as a brand and, and have a, a pro staff that's actually doesn't have any credibility. Well, yeah. You know. Actually, you know, that's true because I, when I see that, I think less of the brand and sometimes I don't want to, because sometimes the brand might be super cool, but I just see, you know, they got their brand new brand and they've got 35 pro staff people and I look at their profiles and they're all, you know, first year anglers. So it's like, well, yeah. right. you know, what does that say? I, 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 I'm, wondering, <laughs> I'm wondering if like there, there, there shouldn't be maybe a farm system, you know, like they do for, for yeah. baseball. You know, they yep. have single, double, triple A. Um, maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe their ambassadors need to be that way and, and called out. Got to go such. through the I ranks. But there's, I, I still, I still see like I think it's good to give newbies a spotlight. I really do. Oh yeah. But oh, yeah, they sure. need to be framed as such, right? Yeah, totally. Because there's higher standards. There's people that you know. There, there's a certain amount of of a consumer you know segment that's going to be they'll feel a connection with those newbie, those newbie folks that happen to have followers, you know, and, and so right. forth. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. It's, it's about being honest, being humble. And, and I think just having fun with where you're at. I think, I think learning is fun. It's super cool to, to, you know, track your progress and, and look back oh, and, yeah. and look at your improvement. But, you know, I think, I think you'll, you'll go so much further in life in general by having that kind of attitude instead of acting like, you know, you, you know, everything like you're some, you're someone you're not, it's, you know, <laughs> one, it's really easy to identify, you know, especially with fly fishing skills, you know, whether you know what you're doing or you can, mm -hmm. you're as good as you say you are, you know, that, that type of thing, you know, that's very evident, but just having that attitude, I, I think that's, that's, what's going to separate you from, from a lot of people, that's how you're going to get better. And, um, I think that's, I mean, at least for myself and, and, you know, Kate, for you, I think that's the type of attitude that we try to pass on or instill, uh, especially in women that are, that are trying to get more involved, you know, with fly fishing. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that was something, you know, I kind of always grew up with the mentality is never brag for yourself because if you're good enough, people are going to brag for you. And that's when you yeah. know that you're good enough. And I think there's just so much, and you know, social media might be a sense of bragging. You might, you could argue that, but there's just so much and just like blatant, you know, this blatant product placement and this blatant bragging and not accepting advice online and just trying to prove that they're the best right. and, Right. Yeah, and going out with some of these anglers, then even in person, and they're you know bragging and bragging the whole time how great of an angler they are and how they're the best. Right. Not yeah. tired. I you know for for you two, Kate, Kate and Kayla, I um I kind of feel like you two have some responsibility as well, um, mm -hmm. as I would say custodians for your 
industry, especially for your gender mm-hmm. and your industry, because you guys do, you guys are legit, but I feel like you guys could both be more active on social media. I really do. Cause I mean, you guys right. are, you guys are good. You, you guys are excellent role models for people to follow, but there's, there's folks that are getting more likes and, and what followers than you, cause you guys maybe aren't using it as effectively as you could be. So right. mm-hmm. think about that. And, I, and if there's other, you know, gals listening that can bring it like these two, um, that's, that's for you too. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, I, I think there's, there's a fine balance and, you know, to kind of, you know, go back to what Kate was saying, it's like, if, you know, if, if you're good, if you know what you're doing, it, you don't need to say anything. I think you're fishing and, uh, the way you carry yourself, you know, in life, I think that's, you know, what's going to get you noticed. Um, you know, let your fishing speak for itself. That's kind of what I, you know, was implying earlier about just like the pressure of, of having to look, act, or be at a certain level. Um, when in reality, you know, just, just let your fishing speak for itself. You know, you don't, you don't have to, you don't owe anything to anybody. And, and for me, like on a personal level, it's, I struggle with the social media thing sometimes because I, I'm not, I've never really been that big on social media, but you know, like what you were saying, Chad, you know, when, when you have a bigger voice, you need to be, I think more in tune and just more careful about what you're saying and what you're putting out there. Um, but I mean, yeah, just sometimes I'm, I'm just afraid social media just kind of overkills the moment. You know what I mean? When you're, when you're on the water you know, I, yeah. I just want to go, I just want to go fishing. I don't want to think about social media <laughs> or anything like that. But, um, yeah, but, but, but what you're saying is, is it makes an impact. It, it matters. And yeah, I think and, you're, and, and my counterpoint to what you're saying would be that, you know, I, I know for a fact that you want to make a living out of this and you need to, you know, leverage it as a marketing channel and, and don't, yeah. don't feel like you can't because it's disingenuous right. to the, to your ideals or the sport. Right. I guess that's, that's my point. Just don't tell them what secret river you're on. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, that was going to be, I'm sitting here thinking about that. And I was going to change the topic a little bit because, you know, you talk about bragging on social media and and I kind of wanted to direct this to you, Kate. Um, First of all, congratulations on being the potential co-host for um, that sport fishing on fly. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. Congrats. Super cool. Um, because Chad and I, we talk about this all the time and, you know, there, there's people say that they still have their secret spots. Others will say that <laughs> there are no more secret spots because of social media and the internet. Yeah. And, um, and we're, I myself, and I'm trying to be careful all the time and, and just even like taking a picture of the background because people will know or tell, <laughs> right. you know, Absolutely. River X, I mean, I'm River X guide. That's what I call my guide service. Like for, for, oh, a, funny. Re- I like that. for a reason, but <laughs> And then I've joked with Chad and said, hey, you know, well, 10 percent of the anglers catch 90 percent of the fish. So does it does it really matter? You know, <laughs> and it's that and that's kind of mean to say. But um, what, how do you feel about that? And have you seen that affect your waters up north? Um, you know, definitely to a point. That's funny. I was actually just talking about this with a friend. It's because I saw a bumper sticker the other day and it had a little Facebook uh, thumbs up button, like the like button. And it said, uh, Facebook ruining fishing spots since. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's 
true though because you know i do it when people post a picture i'm always looking at backgrounds like oh i yep. wonder where they caught that fish i know where and, you're uh, at. yeah <laughs> I, mean, I know where they I totally are get it, based course, on right? the fish like <laughs> i know the steelhead to that river like i could tell you where yeah. that steelhead is yeah. caught based on the river yeah, yeah absolutely you, you could do that up here as well if you're if you're able to a figure out where that that fish is based on the background guess what you already know about the river <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. and guess what? You're one of the ten percent. So it's it's funny. You're seeing people block, you know, block the backgrounds out yeah. of all yeah. their photos that they're posting. I I just find it kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, if there's something that's like an obvious landmark, and I landed, you know, like a hog of a fish, I won't post the picture. Because I don't want people, especially, or maybe I'll post it later. Like I might post it in October if I caught it in June, let's say, right? I'll, I'll hold on to that one, and uh, just to you know, throw people off or something, right? Damn guides. But uh, <laughs> are you do you, do you steelhead do you steelhead fish where you're at in British Columbia, or is it mostly salmon? I do. So I I don't guide for steelhead. I just guide for salmon. But then okay. uh, fish I fish for myself for steelhead. Oh, cool. And so Closest river to me for steelhead is about four hours. Well, three and a half. So is so is that is that uh, September, October, November, and, and then May, April, May? Is that kind of the, yeah, the two and slots? Then we have a, yeah, and then we also have a summer run up on the Skeena. And uh, and then so that's, you know, July, August. So Chad, Chad and I are going to want to come up and, and Kayla. We all want to yeah, come yeah. up. We're going to come up and swing some flies with you. Is that cool? That would be awesome. I was just gonna oh, say, sweet. Kate, we're we're coming. We're gonna come visit you. So be ready. <laughs> I I want to bring my awesome. I want to bring my jet boat up there, but I, I've been hearing it, things have changed a little bit up there. Like um, the general public can't can't take a boat out on the river or, like, or the weekends without having a guide with them. Is that <laughs> is this true? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, BC has such strict laws for guiding, um, and it's so I'm always on the fence about it because. Like, so you have to take, um, you pay $500 each year annually, and then you take a test. And it's a pretty big test to be a guide in BC. This is cool. And, uh, I'm liking yeah, this. I, I'm, I guess yeah. socks socks and cold feet aren't on that <laughs> test. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's right. And, yeah. but, <laughs> but, you know, and that inhibits a lot of guiding, which is great, because then there's less pressure Um which is good, but then there's, we've got a pretty strong BC Wildlife Federation, and uh, and they they only want water for BC residents only. So you know, I feel like as guides, they hate guides, and guides apparently hate them, kind of thing. There's always infighting between the two groups, oh. because guides, you know, yeah. want to make their living, but uh, they just want BC residents only, uh, which you know can be tough, right? So if you have a friend from the next province over from Alberta, right, we wouldn't be allowed to fish together. Uh, same with Americans come up, let's say you wouldn't be able to fish together. You would have to guide them. How long has it been like be that? Wow. How long has it been like that? And why, why did they do that? I think it was just to inhibit, to inhibit all like excess guiding, to inhibit illegal guiding, um, to try and keep waters, to try and keep waters clear for BC residents. It's, um, it's, it's very interesting. When they put that in the 
it's very interesting and I I actually like it. I think that we're on a turning point here in California that it's, it's getting a little bit out of control um, with the, with the number of guides, but also just, um, I think the abuse of our watersheds Mm -hmm. and I think it it needs, it's a turning point. It's something's going to happen, you know, and and we're, we're probably going to see changes like that. And I don't know how many people, people are going to like it, but I mean, this is, it's a precious resource. <laughs> Nature finds a way, obviously, but I, I think, yeah. I don't know. I, it's something to, Yeah, something that's to an be- interesting thing to think about. You know, I, I don't know how prevalent the, let's say the hatchery programs are in BC, but um, in California, they're, you know, pretty much every major water's got one. Um, yeah. So yeah, from it's the same a as here. pressure perspective, they just throw more protein at the problem (laughs) in California. Yeah. I was actually listening to a podcast a few months ago about that, about the hatcheries in Oregon and California and how if you catch, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was a Chinook they were talking about that one Chinook. If per amount of fish in the water and for the amount of money that they put into the hatchery, that one fish could be an $800 fish. And so it's like, I couldn't imagine it yeah. would be really interesting yeah. to figure out what the per you know cost per fish is. Yeah, I'm absolutely. sure the state's got that metric, but they'll never share it. <laughs> I bet it's. I bet it's. A, I bet you should get it. Yeah. It, well, it's it's all public yeah. record. You you could someone you know some math person could figure it all out. I, I think it's public. I think you can get your hands on it. It's public record. Yeah. 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 Well, that if anyone's listening and wants to go math that out for us, please let us know. <laughs> yeah, I'd be interested in that too. Well, cool. I hey you you two. I really appreciate both you. Well, all three of you guys coming on today, Nick. <laughs> as always, co. I love you too, Chad. Thanks, man. <laughs> the whole. What do you call me, Utrin? I don't even. Utrin. Utrin. Son of Utrin. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but hey, um, Kate. This is the promo. The promotion part of the, uh, the segment, where can people find you on the internets? Yeah, on the internets. So my website is katewatsonflyfishing.com and my Instagram handle is at katiewat, but K-A-T-Y-W-A-T. Okay, Kate Watson and then the, uh, the two articles that we talked about, just one more time, can you say what the they were? Yeah, so the, the first article I did was uh, Instaperversion, and the second one was Response from Instaperversion. Yep, and we will we'll post the, all that stuff in the show notes, folks, so you don't need to uh, scramble, scribble it down right now. Uh, Kayla, <laughs> how about you? Where can people find you on the Internet? So, uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at uh, my name, Kayla Katayama. You can also check my guide service out, uh, herwatersflyfishing.com. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you again for having me on the show. And, uh, Kate, it's been really awesome chatting with you. And, you know, thank you for just being a, a huge inspiration for, you know, myself and for other women in the industry and, you know, keeping it very real and uh, being fearless in that sense. And uh, yeah, it's it's very inspir- inspirational and uh, motivating, you know, for me. So, oh. thank, so thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Kate. Thank you. Sweet. Yeah, thanks for, you know, saying the stuff that um, Nick and I could not. <laughs> 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 and, and, the, and putting some brands on notice. 
that's good. Yeah. It's, it's going to hey, be better for yeah, the thank you before for we, me. Before we shut this down, it's a uh, fish story time. I'm going to, I'm going to go first. Everybody has to <laughs> say, say a fish story. Okay. Um, oh, boy. Uh, this, this story doesn't involve me or my clients, but my guide buddy ha- had a client hook like a 20 pound steelhead, uh, nice. just this last week. And, um, the fish just, it's usually when you hook a double digit fish, you can kind of tell when the line's just moving up river, like slowly, <laughs> right? You people are you're like, oh, you're like, oh my gosh, that's a toad, that's a toad. Um, that's what we call big fish here in California. I don't know what you call them <laughs> in BC, but um, so this fish gets up by a rock, and the guy's fighting it forever, and uh, it finally just does a ninja move, comes right at him. The line wraps around no. his rod, and the thing no. took off, and his rod powdered. Boom! And oh. like, like three pieces. And my guide Whoa. buddy looked at him. He's like, "Well, you're never gonna forget that one." <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. Oh. I'm sure you have you being up there. You probably see that stuff every day. Uh, do you have a good um, fish story or guide story for us up there? Yeah, I've got this one. Was just a fish. This was a day between. Um, we were out fishing and. Uh, yeah, this was a day between clients. <laughs> We're out fishing, and same thing. I look over, and afraid uh, he's got he's got the rod in his hands, and then I look back and watching my swing, and then all of a sudden I hear a scream, and I look back, and the rod is gone. And he, <laughs> like this was a nice rod, like this was like a Berkheimer, oh, no. Berkheimer with the Cascopedia Hardy reel. Like it was a it was a nice setup. And oh. then so I was like, where's, where's your rod? <laughs> so we jump into the drift boat and uh, he's on the oars and I stand up front and I'm looking in the water, right? And we pass a log jam and it's like, oh shit, like, oh, oof, I'm sorry, I don't know. Go around the corner, we go through a set of rapids, look again, we're still looking and I'm up the front looking, looking, looking and then uh, pass another log jam, go around the second corner and then all of a sudden a guide down the way, his client, who's like this 80-year-old British guy, has something on the end of his line. It's like, oh, shit, that guy has a fish. And he lifts his line out of the water, and there's a white running line attached to it. It's like, stop the boat! That, that's the rod! And so we jump no into the water, running, and the guy's trying to, this older gentleman is trying to shake it off. It's like, don't shake it off! And the guide sees what we're doing. So the guide runs over, and he he grabs uh, the the his client's rod, grabs the running line, and I run down... I run down the beach and they, they got the end of the rod and they're starting to reel it in. And I'm thinking, I'll try and salvage the line. So I run down the beach and they were starting to pull the line in. I was like, there's something still on the end of the line. I was like, no freaking way. There's still a fish on the end of this line. This is the barbless <laughs> podcast, Kate. I know where you're going. <laughs> so we pull in the, pull in the, like hand fish this fish in. Well, it's a, it was a friggin' chum after everything, but it was like, <laughs> It was like a dime bright, like hot ocean fresh chum. And, uh, you know, barbless hook, everything, right? We fish him in, hand fish him in. We take the hook out and take a picture and then release him on the way. And he was good to go. <laughs> Got well, everything it back. Was barbless? A was it barbless hook and Pardon? it stayed on? Barbless hook. Yeah, he carried the line, the rod, the reel, all through wow. two log jams, two rapids. <laughs> That's and, awesome. Uh, not even scratch. That's awesome. <laughs> It was good. We just, you know, had a beer and continued on with the day. I, I caught a six-incher on Sunday, but that's it. Yeah. That's my fish story. Kayla? 
Uh, recently I, I landed a, a really big, uh, steelhead on the feather river and, uh, it, it, I mean, I went down, you know, high waste water running about a hundred yards and I, I mean, nothing too exciting, but was really, what was really funny was in the middle of the fight, uh, as I'm running down river, I, I mean, I'm only five foot four and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of short and, the water was just getting deeper and deeper and I lost my footing and, uh, I, I just threw my rod that was in my right hand into my left and the fish is just peeling line. So I throw it into my left hand and I just reach back without even looking. Cause I'm about to start floating down and completely just get submerged. And I reach back and coincidentally I grab a a twig or a branch that was hanging over the water. And so I'm, I'm fighting the fish with my left hand and it's my reel is just screaming and I'm, <laughs> I'm hanging onto this tree behind me and my, my feet, my waders, I just start floating up. So, you know, I, I had absolutely no control and, uh, I'm, I'm just cracking up and, you know, I'm, I'm yelling behind me, you know, my boyfriend and, my buddy Ryan, they were with me and they're, they're trying to, you know, come running down the river and round the corner to, to watch me. And, you know, my boyfriend turned the corner and saw me just hanging there by the tree. And we just started busting <laughs> up laughing and my dog is swimming in the water and everything was just chaotic. And we did end up landing it. Um, Nice. It was, it was, I mean, I, it was just one of those situations where it's like, what is happening? How did I get here? <laughs> it's, a <shit> show <laughs> moment. it's a total <laughs> shit show. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm hanging onto a tree and it, I mean, yeah, it was, it was crazy, but really wow. funny. And, uh, yeah, it's, I, I don't know how we got that one in the net, but <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, hey, lady, this has been um, an awesome podcast. Thank you so much for coming on, Chad. I, you better have hit record, or else uh, I'm going to be oh, I'm going to be I'm going to be upset. This is the first time we did a Skype interview, so we'll see. It might we be. should do yeah. we should do it once a month. This is this has been fun. I it really appreciate it. I don't know. Um, um, this is, and I wanted to also just you know we to our listeners we you know we'd kind of been doing this from you know just with our own energy. We're not getting paid to do it. We're just, we're, we're having fun and we're learning a lot and it's been awesome. Some yeah. days we're super tired after work and we probably sound like shit and other days <laughs> we might be a little bit more energetic, but if you guys could all our listeners do us a favor and just go on iTunes, go on to Google play and, and just rate us and, and, uh, you know, maybe leave a comment or something. We'd, we'd greatly appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me on. I really, Really appreciate being able to, you know, talk about it. And uh, yeah, this is an awesome podcast. Thanks. Thanks, Kate. Right on. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All right. Let's let's do this again. (laughs) Sounds good. Let's just keep talking awkwardly. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't sure when you were ending it, if you were pressing a button. All right. This podcast would not be possible without support from our sponsors, FishBio and Amp.Build. FishBio is a consulting firm that offers a fresh approach to fishery science. They specialize in fish research, monitoring, and conservation with innovative uses of technology and communication. 
from their offices in Chico, Oakdale, and Santa Cruz, California, to Vienchen Laos. Fish Bio is committed to solving natural resource challenges locally and globally. Learn more at www.fishbio.com. And Amp.Build. Amp is a software design and engineering shop located in Chico, California. Amp creates beautiful apps for mobile and desktop devices, wearables, and the Internet of Things. Amp develops native, web, and hybrid apps on a variety of platforms. Chad, who co-hosts this podcast, is the agency's founder. Learn more at www.amp.build.